Do you wish you had reliable whole food plant-based meals that were quick, simple, and actually tasted good? Would you like to find your new favorite healthy drinks, snacks, and desserts that make you smile big? Then you're going to love the Power on Plants cookbook. Inside, you'll find our family's favorite recipes that give us more time, more energy, and more joy every single day. Our clients taste tested these recipes and have given their rave reviews. And then I gathered them all up into one delicious collection just for you. Rich Alfredo sauce, creamy tomato soup, tasty burgers, mouth-watering dressings, nacho cheese sauce, brownie batter hummus, and so many more. You no longer have to choose between healthy and delicious. Grab your cookbook and all the current bonuses at poweronplants.com forward slash cookbook today. That's poweronplants.com forward slash cookbook. You're sitting at the table. You have a nice hot plate of food sitting right there in front of you. Now, what is the first thing that you do? If you're eating a standard American diet, likely the first thing you're going to do is reach for that salt shaker and just dash that salt all over your plate. And that's likely even before you've tasted it. Now, our bodies need salt, but too much of it can be a problem. So in today's episode, we're going to show you our top five ways to eat less salt and still enjoy great flavor. You're listening to the Smarter Healthy Living Podcast, where we firmly believe that getting healthy should never feel like torture. We're your host, Jared and Anita Roussel. We're college sweethearts and health professionals who help you redefine what getting healthy looks like using a whole food plant-based lifestyle. It's time to hear from the experts and learn the best tips and tricks that helped others get beyond the overwhelm to create a vibrant life they love. If you're sick and tired of being sick and tired, you're in the right place. So pull up a virtual chair, grab your matcha latte, and let's get started. There are a lot of foods in the standard American diet that just have a lot of salt that we normally associate with being salty, like chips. Uh, You had, had, well, hadn't thought about pickles, but bacon, uh, maybe even things like popcorn. They're just a lot of salty things that are in our typical diet. And we like it. So a lot of times we seek out foods that have that salty flavor. And we need salt. I mean, our tongues even have salt receptors on them. It is a very important, necessary nutrient that we have to have, that we have to have. And when we're talking about salt specifically, in this case, we're mentioning sodium. Now, sodium is a mineral. It's like other minerals where you have potassium, magnesium, manganese, iron, uh, and there's a, a much longer list than that. And these are minerals that our bodies must have. So we get them in our foods. Now, Sodium is important with things like our muscle function, nerve function, which those two systems alone make up a huge part of our body. I mean, when you're talking about nerves, you're talking about your brain. So thinking, Mm -hmm. you're talking about the nerves that control your muscles, that control your organs, just a lot of systems there. But it's also important for fluid regulation. Well, what does that mean? Well, that means keeping enough fluid in our bodies and our blood vessels, uh, in the fluid, in the tissues like around the muscles and things of that nature. So it's very important and we must have it. If we don't have enough, then that's a problem. That's usually not a problem though for us, is it? Like the standard diet that usually not enough, you don't need to worry about that though. It's not. But if you had some kind of rare medical disease where your sodium is too low, that's a problem. But Mm -hmm. on the flip side, 
too much sodium can be a problem. Well, and you hear doctors say that a lot. I mean, or any kind of provider for that matter, you know, they'll say to their patients, don't eat so much salt, you need to cut back on salt. And so I think it's important to know why that is. But also, when we hear that, automatically we think flavor, you know, my food's going to taste bland, it's not going to taste good. And so then we we think cardboard. Well, we have a barrier up at that point, then we don't want to do it because I know my food's got to taste good. And I think a lot of people feel that way. So when your doctor brings this thing out or your provider and they say a little fact like, don't eat this, don't eat that, eat less of this, and you don't really know how to do it, you're automatically going to, well, that's what flavors my food. That's what makes my food taste good. My food is going to taste awful. And so you just keep eating the massive amounts of salt because nobody's telling you what you need to do to get that out of your life and still enjoy flavor in your food. And there's a very good chance that up until that point, you've not really noticed any health issues. And some of them really go underneath the surface for a very long time before they cause problems. Now, your kidneys are very good at balancing how much salt is in your system to a point. Mm-hmm. When you start getting too much, then they, they you just get more than what they can get rid of. And that's a huge problem with the American diet because really about three-fourths, that 75% of our salt intake comes from a lot of highly processed foods Mm -hmm. where it's added for flavor, but also to help preserve. And they're just, they're competing. Well, we want you to buy our food. So we're going to put this salt in there and and really try to attract people to to continue buying it over and over again. And the reason that happens, I think, is because you get used to it. It's like, you think when you hear your doctor say, don't eat it, that you have to cut it all out automatically. And there are so many ways to do that, that that's not the case. But it's better really to start backing off because your mouth gets used to those flavors. And so when the production of those different things happens, like crackers or, you know, the companies come out with these snack foods or different foods, even breads and things like that, sauces, there's a lot of hidden salt in there. And you eat it more and more and more and everything and everything. And all of a sudden, what used to taste salty to you doesn't anymore. You don't even notice it in there. And it takes more and more and more to get those flavors. And now if I would go back and eat some of those foods, it would taste incredibly salty to me because we don't eat much salt in our typical diet. And so it's just... Well, not added salt. Yes. Right. And so you think about... You know, just how much is added in there. And that's one of those things that keeps you coming back for more. And then they keep adding more and more. So look at the ingredients labels of the things that you eat. You won't believe how much is in there. It's really shocking. And we just don't know because we don't taste it that way anymore. Our taste buds get used to it. And then it doesn't taste salty or it doesn't taste salty enough. So you find yourself adding more at the table to the things that are already actually quite salty. Okay. So now why the big deal? Why is having too much salt a problem? Well, when you get more than what your body can really handle, one of the first things that will happen is you start getting more fluid in your circulation. Because if you get too much sodium and it's too concentrated, your body doesn't like that. Your body likes balance. So you will start to retain more water to get it back to a normal concentration. Well, Well, the water follows the salt. Exactly. In your body. So if you have a lot of salt in your system or in your vessels, then a lot of water gets sucked into the vessels. To try to maintain that balanced concentration. And then what happens? But then what happens is there's too much fluid in the system, and now there's hypertension, high high blood blood pressure. pressure. Your heart has to beat harder against that pressure to pump it. 
over time that can cause heart disease, cause blood vessel disease. Uh, and there are a number of different issues with that. Mm-hmm. And that's what I was saying earlier on is that these things can happen before you even know it. I mean, you might have a blood pressure. Normal is 120 over 80. Mm-hmm. You can get into 140 over 90 and never feel a symptom. Right. Now, your doctor may pick that up in the doctor's office with the blood pressure machine or blood pressure cuff. Mm-hmm. But um, I want to say one thing there, too, is that the automatic go-to is you, you're found to have high blood pressure. And then what happens? Oh, well, you need to go on blood pressure medication. You know, is that going to really address the root of the problem? And is it possible that if people have been taking blood pressure medication, that if they stop eating less salt and less of the foods that cause high blood pressure, is it possible that they can come off of the blood pressure medication? It is possible. And what we've seen is that can happen. And science shows that that is a possibility. We're not telling you come off all your medications and start tweaking your diet. What we're saying is you may start eating better, including less salt, and find that over time you don't need the medication anymore with all the side effects and things that it comes with. Again, Jared and I are not anti-medication. We're both in the medical and nursing field. So you know, we we believe that there's a time and place for medication, but we also know that they're greatly overused when certain things can be happening in your life that are causing that. And that's the root cause. Then if you just take medication, it's like putting a Band-Aid on a wound. I mean, you're not really addressing the actual cause of the problem. And you may short term control the blood pressure, but that doesn't necessarily stop some of the other issues that could be happening along with that. Yes. Yeah. Uh, another thing, too, it, with fluid retention is that you can have puffy ankles. I mean, you can have Mm -hmm. swelling in your, in your legs, um, your hands. I mean, just too much fluid overload. And these are a few of the reasons why you'd want to consider lowering your salt intake. And actually I would even say normalizing your salt intake because we say lower, but it's lowering the amount that you're eating. But if you're eating whole plants, which will have more than enough sodium for what your body needs, Mm -hmm. that's really more normalizing your intake. Right. And when you stop eating so much salt, you start tasting the sodium in the foods, in the plant foods. We taste it now. Yeah. I mean, celery is very salty. There are a lot of plant-based foods that have, well, they, most all of them have sodium, right? Well, yes, because it's a mineral and minerals are in the ground. Right. And And so so when it goes in the the plant, we eat it and then it's in in us. Okay. So... Um, I do. I look. I saw recently that they said eggplant was a good source of sodium, and there are a lot oh. of other ones. I just I happen to remember that one. Plus, it's one of Anita's favorite food colors, purple. Uh-huh, She's liking purple. purple foods. Got to get the purple. <laughs> so we want to talk about our five top ways to eat less salt but still enjoy great flavor in your food because that is so important. Yes. I mean, that's that's a key factor in our house. I'll tell you, if it's not delicious, Anita wants to have no part of no, it. No, <laughs> get it out. Why? I mean, why? Really? We eat food, yes. The number one thing is to fuel our body. So we want to fuel them well. But if it doesn't taste good, are you going? is it something you'll continue to do for the rest of your life? No. And that's the problem with diets a lot of times. I mean, you, you can suffer through it for a while, but <laughs> you just reach a point where you say, I can't do this anymore. No, it's not livable. It's not enjoyable. You've got to build a life for yourself that you love. One of the first ways... And the easiest ways to decrease your salt intake is stop buying foods with it added. Now, canned beans, even whole food plant-based, you can buy things like 
I said certain people buy Tetra Packs or cans of beans, and they have a lot of salt added many times. So look for ones that have low sodium or even better yet, no sodium. If you can't find that, just rinse your beans in a colander before you use them. That'll remove a ton of the sodium that's been added. Now, if you look at the label, it will likely still say that there is sodium in there, even if none is added, because that is what's naturally present in the food. But we've talked about, you know, there are a lot of different foods that have salt added, the snack foods and um, things you wouldn't even think about like sauces. Well, did you know that mustard has a lot of salt added? Look for one that has lower salt or no salt added. Ketchup, sauces, even hummus can have a lot of salt added, which is a great way to make reason to make your own. And, you know, if you have something that you can just blend up beans in, Add a little bit of tahini and then add the things you like, like roasted red peppers, always garlic and always some lemon zest in there. Maybe um, even a little vinegar. Mm-hmm. You can a, add a apple little cider bit of vinegar. vinegar and we'll talk about vinegar in a few minutes. But that's a great thing to add to hummus so that you don't have to add more salt. Um, sometimes we use tamari, which is basically a soy sauce without wheat in it. But what you need to do is buy the low sodium and know that even the low sodium tamari still has a boatload of salt in yeah. it. So, I mean, really, it just takes very, very little of it. If you're going to use that for the umami flavor in your food, don't just pour it all over your food. And then again, we talked about plant foods naturally have salt in them. So that one, that number one was just about buying right. foods without salt or lower salt versions of the foods that you love. Number two, don't salt when you cook. Salt afterwards or better yet, use other seasonings afterwards that help you to replicate and get some of those really good flavors in there without having to add the salt. And then over time, like we've said, your taste buds will change and it takes less and less and less. So don't think about going no salt. Think about, I'm just going to add a little less. If you usually do two cranks of salt on your food, do one for a while, then go to a half crank and then go to no cranks. And pretty soon you won't believe you'll taste those different flavors, but you won't need to add the salt at the table. Another way you can add less is, and we mentioned this a little bit before, is add vinegars. Vinegar is an amazing way to give a a flavor that it really just kind of replaces the salty flavor. It gives such a strong, vibrant, robust flavor to foods. You don't miss the salt when you add the vinegars. No, and it's not that it's adding a saltiness to it. It's that it has such, like you said, that the acidity has such a strong flavor that salt many times gives that you don't miss it. You're getting a good, strong flavor in your food, which is what you're wanting in the first place. Right, right. That's why you add so much salt. Well, what about different kinds of vinegar? So you don't have to reach for white vinegar. Actually, we don't recommend adding white vinegar to your food. So there are a ton of different kinds. Look in your store, walk down the aisles, look at what's available in vinegars balsamic, pomegranate. I'm just, I'm not even going to go over all of them. Apple cider vinegar. Mm -hmm. Those, the balsamic and apple cider are the ones we use the most, but there are a ton of them on there. And a lot of different vinegars. Yeah. There are tons of different vinegars. Just explore and buy something new because they all taste different. They don't, you think of vinegar as just white vinegar, but don't do white vinegar. There are so many other great options out there. So add the vinegars. And the last way that we recommend is get a lot of seasonings in there. Buy seasoning blends that are salt-free, but be sure that you turn over and look at the ingredients label because oftentimes there's added sugars, added 
quote, natural flavors, artificial flavors. They can put a lot of things in there and call it a natural flavor. You want to avoid those whenever possible. Also, anti-caking agents. That's very, very, um, it's very likely you're going to see that on there. I mean, they're used a lot. And then the other thing is that will shock you. Added oils. Oil. Could not believe that when we stopped eating oil. And that was a major cause of my inflammation and pain. So you really want to look at buying things without any added oil at all. And there's not a lot in there just because you're not getting this this goopy bottle of herbs and stuff. It Mm -hmm. was still dry and and it still would shake in the bottle. But I'm not really sure why they would add that, Mm -hmm. what function it would have given that it was likely very little, but little bits here and little bits there do add up. Probably prolonging shelf life, I'm guessing, for some reason. I don't know how that would be because yeah, oils know. go rancid. Because, so yeah, I'm when sure oils a, get older, they do spoil and go rancid. There's probably a reasoning behind that, but I don't want to see oil in my spices, so we don't buy that. Um, but anyway, those are the main reasons. So buy food without mm. it if you can't find it. Rinse it if possible. Don't salt while you cook season afterwards also just use a bit less over time and things will start tasting saltier to you and you'll notice flavors in foods that you never have found there before add in vinegars um any kind to just experiment find something new something that you love make it fun and enjoyable you'll find things that you never knew even existed and it just makes it fun and then Add seasoning blends and spices that don't contain salt. And always remember to read the ingredients label. Thank you for joining us in this episode today. We consider it a privilege to be part of your day, and we'd love to hear from you. Send us an email at podcast at com and let us know how this show has helped you. Or if you have ideas for future podcast episodes you'd love to hear, send that too. And don't forget to leave a rating and review. We've enjoyed our time together and we'll see you on the next episode.